Don't go to school today, my mother said. Why? my sister asked. Just don't. Air raid alarms went off regularly back then. On August 9, however, there were no air raid alarms. It was an unusually quiet summer morning with clear blue skies as far as the eye can see. It was on this peculiar day that my mother insisted that my older sister skip school. She said she had a bad feeling. This had never happened before. My sister begrudgingly stayed home while my mother and I, aged six, went grocery shopping. Everyone was out on the verandas, enjoying the absence of piercing warning signals. Suddenly, an old man yelled, "Plane!" Everyone scurried into their homemade bomb shelters. My mother and I escaped into a nearby shop. As the ground began to rumble, she quickly tore off the tatami flooring, tucked me under it, and hovered over me on all fours. Everything turned white. We were too stunned to move. For about ten minutes, when we finally crawled out from under the tatami mat, there was glass everywhere, and tiny bits of dust and debris floating in the air. The once clear blue sky had turned into an inky shade of purple and grey. We rushed home and found my sister. She was shell shocked but fine. Later, we discovered that the bomb was dropped a few meters away from my sister's school. Every person at a school died. My mother single-handedly saved both me and my sister that day. That was the testimony of Takato Michisita, a survivor of atomic bomb Fat Man, dropped on Nagasaki, August 9, 1945. Hello and welcome to the Alternate Truth. In this episode, we take a look at stability instability paradox. I am Chitresh. The attack by America on Hiroshima and Nagasaki was the only time a nuclear weapon was used in the war. The survivors of the bombings are called hibakusha, a Japanese word that translates to explosion affected people. The Japanese government has recognized about 650,000 people as hibakusha. The bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki not just killed and affected many people at the end of the Second World War. but also had devastating effects on the generations to come the way nuclear weapons work is by using two processes nuclear fission and nuclear fusion nuclear fission is the process in which an unstable nucleus is split into two smaller nuclei nuclear fission can occur spontaneously but we can also trigger it by smashing a nucleus with a neutron which makes the host nucleus unstable causing it to split The fission process also releases excess neutrons in the case of isotopes of certain elements such as uranium and plutonium which can trigger a chain reaction if they are absorbed by nearby atoms. Little boy, the first nuclear weapon which was dropped on Hiroshima used uranium 235 as its nuclear fuel. Nuclear fusion is the reverse of fission. In this process, two nuclei fuse together, releasing a lot of energy. Modern nuclear weapons use both nuclear fusion and fission, making them extremely powerful and dangerous. 
A single weapon can release more explosive energy in a fraction of a second than all the weapons used during World War II combined, including the bombs Fat Man which was dropped on Nagasaki and Little Boy which was dropped on Hiroshima. Nuclear fusion also occurs at the core of our sun. We humans have taken the process which makes the life on earth possible and made it the most threatening weapon against life itself in the name of protection. On seeing the devastating results of the use of nuclear weapons, several treaties were signed by countries around the world to restrict the development and use of nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons were tested on remote places, but still there was a chance of something going wrong, such as contamination of nuclear waste. The Partial Nuclear Test Ban Treaty of 1963 restricted all nuclear testing to the underground. In this way, all casualties can be restricted to the minimum. The Treaty on the Non-Proliferation of Nuclear Weapons of 1968 was signed to prevent the exchange of nuclear technology between countries. But these treaties have not restricted the development of nuclear weapons in many countries. As of now, Russia, US, UK, France, China, Pakistan, India, Israel and North Korea have tested and successfully developed nuclear warheads. The total number of nuclear weapons has only increased since the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So you might expect that the number of wars and use of these nuclear weapons to increase as well. But the increase of nuclear arsenal among countries has only reduced the likelihood of a war. The theory that the increase of nuclear weapons has decreased the probability of a major war as opposed to increasing chances of a war as one might expect is known as stability-instability paradox. This paradox also states that while the chances of a major war are drastically decreased, the number of minor conflicts between the countries who possess nuclear weapons has increased. According to some researchers, the likelihood of a full-blown war is greatly reduced when both the countries involved have nuclear weapons, as they know the use of nuclear weapons would greatly damage the economy and lives of people of both the countries. So countries with nuclear arsenal strategically get involved in a minor dispute, which does not escalate to the state of full-blown war. Whereas, if one country has a nuclear monopoly over the other country, it increases the chances of war. During the Cold War between the US and USSR, since both the countries could use nuclear weapons, it reduced the chances of either of them to win the nuclear war. And hence, both the US and USSR used other means to win the Cold War. This made many researchers claim that having more nuclear weapons introduces peace and brings stability. But many others claim that there might arise a situation when the countries involved might not think rationally and go to a full-blown nuclear war even though they know that the other country also has nuclear weapons. When that happens, the cloud of destruction created by the nuclear weapons will rain death on the surface of the earth. I don't think I need to tell you what nuclear war will do to human society and the general public. You know what has happened to the people of Japan. When Takato Michisita, the survivor whose testimony I read in the beginning of this episode, was asked what he will tell the future generations, he said, and I quote, Dear young people who have never experienced war, wars begin covertly. If you sense it coming, it may be too late. Within the Japanese constitution, 
you will find article 9 the international peace clause for the past 72 years we have not maimed or been maimed by a single human being in the context of war we have flourished as a peaceful nation japan is the only nation that has experienced a nuclear attack we must assert with far more urgency that nuclear weapons cannot coexist with mankind the current administration is slowly leading our nation to war i'm afraid at the ripe age of 78 i take it upon myself to speak out against nuclear proliferation now is not the time to stand idly by average citizens are the primary victims of war always dear young people who have never experienced the horrors of war i fear that some of you may be taking this hard earned peace for granted i pray for world peace furthermore i pray that not a single japanese citizen falls victim to the clutches of war ever again i pray with all my heart Let's just hope that we never see the horrors that Japan had to see and that the world leaders will put global peace above their political ambitions. If you like this episode, then do not forget to hit the follow and subscribe button so you know when new episodes come out.